Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Welcome. Glad you could join us. And I've got some bad news. I warned you, and it's no one's fault, but I did warn you that... I said supplies are going to start running out that are critical. We still have the food, and you can get yours at preparewithdave.com, and you darn well better, because things are getting a lot worse with the food. But our water filter, can't get it. Sold out. We're working on it. Um, I've got an intermediary working on the problem now. So the Alexa Pure Pro water filter, which is terrific, best in the business according to the research, reasonably priced, sale, no price increase, they ran out at 11 o'clock today. And uh, I think they were shocked. But when you hear uranium's in your water, you hear the water supplies across the country are not safe to drink. No wonder people bum-rushed them. <laughs> I get it. But you can still get the food. And people say, how much do I need now, Dave? As much as you can flipping get. And I'm being serious. This country is enslaved. They're going to use food to absolutely control you. You need to know it won't be long. So prepare with Dave.com. Also, if you have a nest egg, do what I did. I renewed my relationship with Noble Gold. Multiple times I've basically diversified. And you need to do the same thing. Leave your money in the bank the way things are going with the petrodollar. And, you know, you're going to lose it all. So you need to call Noble Gold. I don't know what to say. They will walk you through. In fact, you could say, I heard on Dave Hodges' Common Sense Show that you can help diversify my nest eggs so I won't lose everything. But I'm not sure beyond that what to do. And they'll say, okay, let me ask you a couple questions. And that'll start the dialogue. I know because I've had these discussions with them, and there's no pressure. They're not going to try to sell you anything. They're going to give you your options and then leave it totally up to you. They are the best people to work with. I mean, I so admire this company. And this is why I keep going back. So, call. 877-646-5347. If you're the kind that likes to get material to read, you can go to goldbeforelate.com, goldbeforelate.com, and you can have electronic material sent to you. It'll show up right away in your mailbox, but they won't call you. (laughs) Again, you're going to have to call them. And when you call them, you're not getting a call center. Hi, I'd be helping you very, very much. No, you're not getting that. You're getting highly trained precious metals professionals that understand a variety of programs. That's what you're going to get. Their customer service is second to none. Goldbeforelate.com or 877-646-5347. And I'm sorry about the water. I truly, truly am sorry about the water filter. We will work on this, and I'll give you progress reports as we find out more. Our guest here on the Doug and Dave Intel Report as part of the Common Sense Show is, of course, Wrecker. Oh, no, no. We don't have to call him Wrecker anymore. Although, if you ever saw him, he's got biceps that could wreck her. <laughs> I'm being very serious. Um, he's a warrior, ex-Marine, seen a lot of combat, contractor, DHS, been in the riots, seen the worst of Antifa. Thanks, Merrick Garland, for letting it go on. And he's now out in the open as Doug Thornton. And um, he and I were talking about this before he came on air tonight. And we said, uh, well, some people, they never have any verified sources. And I said, well, Doug, that's true. And some people aren't credible. But I said, there are sometimes you have a source, like I had you for those years. And I said, everything we said was true. And now you're out in the open. He goes, yeah, that's right. 
So um, we're glad to have him. We're glad to do this report. We're going to start with what's going on uh, both in the lead up to the event and the arrest of the main suspect in the New York subway massacre. Doug, welcome to the show. Man, oh man, you said something about a month ago. Something's happening every 12 hours. Still happening. Yeah, and you know, months ago I proposed that probably within the New York City area, definitely somewhere within the U.S., there would be a terrorist attack. You absolutely did say that, yep. And uh, and it's not like I want it. I I'm not trying to come across as some like radio prophet. Uh, it's it's just analytics and statistic based uh, thought process, right? Right. More or less, it's just been too quiet, and it's just been too long since we've had one. It's about time to have one, right? Uh, now we have to understand there are narratives being wrote here about this. I find it utterly uh, interesting that before, the day before the attack happened, Biden was talking about gun control. It was New York City two months ago that Biden had visited, or no, a month ago, that Biden had visited where two police officers were slain, and he blamed it on high-capacity magazines. There's a narrative being wrote here, folks. It's the anti-gun narrative. And now we have, out of nowhere, a 55-year-old man, a 55-year-old black man who decided to put on a disguise, uh, use a distraction device, which is supposedly a smoke bomb, supposedly, and I say supposedly, was using improvised explosive devices that the ordnance did not explode on, so what we would call UXO with the military and law enforcement. And I don't know how many devices, uh, primary, secondary, tertiary devices that he could have laid. Uh, it's it's un- unclear to me right now what he has, uh, but the devices were there. Uh, DHS has talked about it. NYPD and NYFD, uh, the fire department, have talked about it. And there, this guy matches so many profiles, Dave, that this man should have been being profiled, if not by NYPD, then the, by the, F- the FBI. The FBI interviewed him. Did you he know made that? too many blanket statements about how he wanted to kill people. Yes. Did you he know made, the FBI interviewed him? Yeah. 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 And that's what I'm saying. He made too many blanket statements about how he specifically uh, wanted to kill anyone who wasn't black and he had a deep-seated hatred for white people he had a deep-seated hatred for asian people i have no idea why don't care uh but i do know that he was he is a follower of louis farrakhan Mm -hmm. i do know that he is a follower of uh shakita shakur yes who uh you know one of the founding members of uh black panthers and the the one of the idols of the Black Lives Matter domestic terrorist group, which is what I'm just going to call them. Uh, and she was a cop killer. She executed a cop down on his knees. So, you know, this guy, and, and also uh, the the guy that, uh, who's another, you know, black nationalist. And stop seeing the word nationalist. Just call him racist. He's a black supremacist. Well, there's a reason why they you know? do that, though, Doug. So oh, I know. They're, it, they're trying to take a sin, racism's bad, and link it into patriotism for your country, being a nationalist. I know. I know. They're, they're, they're rubbing sugar into the wound instead of salt to seal it. Yep. You know, it's okay to say that the guy is a racist and he's black. Those people exist. If anything, they exist as much and as frequently as Hispanics are racist and as every other, you know, Asians and Middle Easterns and, and uh, Anglo-Americans. Damn it, if you're going to get called something else, call me something else, right? Uh, listen, racism is, is a is a full-spectrum thing across the board. Everybody's got a little bit of a tribalism in them. But the racism, the deep-seated bigotry racism that this guy had, and he had access to firearms, okay? He obviously has mental issues. And to compound all this, he follows a Democratic 
how would I say this, Dave? It follows a democratic narrative. Let's just leave it there. With the needing to uh, kill people because it's better for this other group of people. Louis Farrakhan said that I don't know how many times, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, and he's part of that Prislam movement, that, that prison industrialized Christianity Islam movement. And this is, it's very toxic. It's no different than Nazi ideology. Yeah. It's very occultic. Uh, it, they have their own idols, but, uh, you know, he, he, he had all these different uh, pictures uh, put up on his Facebook post or Twitter or whatever, and he was allowed to talk about all this stuff, and nobody banned him. Yeah, uh, isn't that interesting on Facebook? He's yeah. talking about killing the white MFers. Sorry, folks, that's exactly what he said, only he did say yes, it. And he's talking no. about hunting whites, and Facebook leaves that up. But if you said anything that could be construed as mildly whatever, they're taking you down. It's rules for thee, but not for me. Exactly. You know? And listen, folks. We have a failure to communicate in this country. The failure to communicate is between we, the people, and them, the politicians. We deserve the right to protect ourselves. A police officer cannot be assigned to you as your shadow, uh, as your... Uh, you know, guardian angel. So, because we cannot rely upon armed security upon every train car and every grand station that they pull in, or upon, uh, you know, every time you, you walk outside, it is up to you to protect yourself. But in a place like New York City, it's the people like Sean Hannity who are millionaires, and I mean millions of millionaires, uh, who has the ability to pay because of his stardom to protect himself. But what about us? What about the average everyday person? Just imagine. Just imagine. And I'm uh, figuratively speaking, okay? Here I am. I'm on the train. Here comes this lunatic. Throws a smoke bomb. It's the moment he presents a weapon. I present my weapon. Somebody's going to win. More likely it's going to be me because I don't want to die. All right, this guy's untrained. He shot over 32, 33 rounds. Uh, I'm sure someone will take that numerology and spin it. But he shot over 30 rounds, uh, injured, uh, I think it's up to 30 people now. All right, at least eight were hit by gunshot wounds. Uh, another eight were trampled by people trying to get out of the fatal funnel. And let me break this down real quick of what he did, all right? So I'm going to give you a little bit of a tactical class as to what happened. Okay. So upon this train car and the platform, he throws a distraction device or a smoke bomb. It funnels people because of the threat of smoke inhalation into the exit portal is what we would call it. The exit portal or the fatal funnel, the doorway, okay? He funnels people out of the doorway now it's like shooting fish in a bucket. They're running from you. They're all trying to scramble over top of each other. Just shoot in one general direction. You're going to hit people. And then he shoots at people uh, randomly while he's walking out of the train, I believe, if, I'm, if I remember this correctly, and upon the platform. And then he, you know, he leaves. Uh, in between all of this, his gun jams. If you had the wherewithal, if you had the training, if you had the fight-for-flight reflexes and you were there, when these incidents occur, and most likely he's not holding the pistol correctly, he's probably limp-wristing it, which is why the pistol uh, was not able to actually properly function and cycle correctly, which is why more than likely he had a double-feed malfunction. I'm just guessing, but most likely that's why. Uh, and because he didn't fix the malfunction in the weapon, he didn't continue to fire, that's when you should have got him. That's when somebody should have tackled that bastard. Somebody should have put him on his butt, and uh, you know we wouldn't have had to have this mass manhunt. But also, Dave, putting myself into the situation, me with my concealed carry permit, this guy walks onto the train, starts to act foolish, 
I'm putting two to the chest, one to the head, not asking questions. You know, not asking questions. He presented a weapon through a, a smoke bomb into the train. The moment I see the weapon come out and there's no need for a threat, I'm pulling mine and discharging. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because of my years of training and understanding of situations and how they dramatically uh, change and they, they are ever-changing within the realms of use of force or deadly force, uh, it, it, it is very rapidly changing. And because you get tunnel vision, you get audio and visual exclusion or exclusion, excuse me, you don't see everything, you don't hear everything, you're focused on a target. Most people don't have the training to fight through that. So once again, where's the real failing here? All right. And we're not taking anything away from the victims. I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking this. I'm saying we have a God given right in this country to protect ourselves. Democrats aren't. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and allowing it we have the god-given right to have a concealed carry permit to carry a weapon to protect ourselves and if the government really cared about its citizens it would be providing free free range time or charging people ten dollars with police over there escorting you, uh, instructing you, building that relationship between the public and the law enforcement because that's been tarnished and destroyed for years. If we don't start relying upon one another's skills and cross-training in what one another does, we're not going to prevent these incidents as they occur. And the thing that I worry about, Dave, is what happens when the uh, how would you say this what happens when the cap, the copycat killer comes back there is a phenomena within mass shootings, active shooters school shootings and terrorist attacks of copycat killers happening uh, particularly within the first 96 hours if not then within the next two to three weeks All right, based off of you know FBI statistics and what I can pull up and study 
what they're probably going to do, what NYPD is probably going to do, is they're going to put a cop at every train station, try to put off-duty cops as you know extra overtime, working eight or twelve-hour shifts on these trains for a presence patrol to give that presence of uh, you know security. And they'll probably do that for a couple of weeks. Maybe the train stations will add additional armed guard services, and that can only last for so long because one guard, and, and I know this when I worked for DHS and we had to hire armed guards, one guard within my area was getting paid $32 an hour All right, on a 12-hour shift. And within 12 hours, that means two people have to rotate back and forth, possibly a third to come and relieve either one of those guys for a restroom break or for lunch. So they have to have a standard. So now we're going to say three guards for one shift. That's uh, that's $180,000 a year for three guards. All right. People will not pay that amount of money for very long. So the illusion of security dwindles down because it's not cost effective for the agencies, for the subway, for the city to continuously put out security. That's why there's not much there. But instead of costing your civilian populace in taxes and raises in taxes to cover the security, give them the right to carry a gun. Make them go through the background checks. Make them go through an actual training venue where you actually have to go and qualify, much like in Texas. And it's stupid easy, by the way. Uh, you know, Learn your laws. Learn your rights. Learn how to properly manipulate a weapon. I think, if anything, if you own a concealed carry permit, you should be forced to do at least two, uh, two to three different sessions a year of recurring training, reoccurring training, just like in law enforcement, where you have to, you know, do at least three or four hours online training. And then you need to go to the range for a couple hours and do that two or three times a year to make sure people are doing what they're supposed to. And that's two or three times a year. That's not enough. You should be training with your weapon every single yeah. day. What What is the long-range goal here with this? I, I hear what you're saying, but if the you were to tell the public, this is what I think we should be doing and here's why. The, the long-range the long goal is terrorism is <clears throat> not going to stop. Crime's going to continue to go up, and people are going to go, are going to continue to vote Democrat. So that means more people are going to die because of their policies. Long-range goal, if you want to survive in a Democratic city, you better arm yourself because the police sure. can't shadow you. Period. It, it, it is a life-saving tactic to carry a firearm with you. And look... There are plenty of guys who say, well, I carry these big, cool knives on me. If I have a gun and you have a knife, you're dead. You may be able to stab me. I'm going to unload 15 rounds into you. Right. You know, that, that, that is just, that is what it is. Uh, however, we have to be able to get this opinion across the entire board. Not just to <clears throat> the alpha male, you know, young guys that are out there. But to the uh, to the guy who you know, no offense to anybody out there, but to the guy who who doesn't care at all about sports, doesn't care at all about you know anything except for his work, right? And he's just solely focused on that. That's the guy that becomes the victim because he doesn't believe that he needs a gun because he has law enforcement. You are your first responder. Law enforcement, we are second responders, unless we're right there in front of you. You know, it is up to you to survive the gunfight. It's up to you to survive the active shooter. It's up to you to survive the kidnapping. It's not up to me. I'm not there. I can't rip you out of the van. I can't knock the the bad guy to the ground and arrest him. Not unless I'm right there. I'm always late to the event. That's why long term. I want to see Americans be better prepared for a violent future because the future is violent. Wait till the summer, Dave. I'm making predictions. We'll have a bloody summer because we're coming into midterms and it only makes sense conspiratorial wise to have, I guess you could say, a bloody summer. And this guy, this guy was the starter for it. 
What What do you make of the fact that the cameras were off when he did his act? Well, there are some camera angles I do have of him in his little disguise. But here's the problem. Were the cameras off or were they degraded or non-functioning? All right. Within the realms of physical security and maintaining your countermeasures, you have to replace them when the camera goes down. You have to be making sure that people are coming out and servicing the cameras if you see a little glitch. If the if the film goes fuzzy or snowy or if it's in a wrong angle, if the lens is out of focus, if there's a spider web over it, if somebody manipulated it, you have to have proper maintenance. And if it goes down, replace the damn thing. Also, check the DVR. Make sure the DVR, the digital recording device, is actually working. It, you know, it's a manageable device can hold the amount of uh, data that it needs and also that you can get into that device and pull out any footage. This is what I did as a cop, right? The, the ability to, to pull out footage and then use it for you know evidence. Most people don't keep up with it. Most federal agencies don't keep up with it and they'll give you every excuse as to why they needed new lamps and desk chairs over security. Security is always the last thing. As long as the populace is doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is going about their lives, security keeps getting put on the back burner. That's why we get caught off guard. And that's, once again, why people get hurt. It's because of bad policies. If someone like me was on the New York or the New York City City Council, I would say, Who's the guy that's in charge of the security for the city? And don't point at the cops. They're not the security for the city. They're the police for the city. I'm talking about the security for the city. What about the cameras? What about the alarms? What about the gates? What about the chains on the gates? That that physical element of security. But from small town to big city, you don't have people on those boards. And if you do, they're not qualified for the position. And our and my wife and I, uh, we're fixed to take a, an adventure here at my own uh, my own town. I'm about to start sitting in on my city council meetings, and I'm about to start grilling my city council on their security protocols. Are you ready for these events? What do you have wrote for your operational security? And I'm going to wait for that blank. Uh, doe in the headlights look because I know most of them don't know what I'm talking about. Most of the people in these positions, Dave, they don't have a law enforcement background. They don't have a military background. They don't have a, a security manager background. They're just, you know, the local Karen that owned the hair shop and she ran for whatever office and got it because she's a Democrat. Because that's all, they're almost all Democrats now in every one of these cities. They won't hire a conservative to be on the city board because this person has a different view than us. This is our problem, Dave. Wow. Well, um, you're right about one thing. They are all Democrats. In fact, I hate to go back to this again, but it, this is the lesson I learned. The work I did on the Arizona fraud, <clears throat> the audit uh, plus the election, taught me how things are really working. It's not like they stole the election votes this way and that way, and that's not what I'm talking about. I learned how the organizational structure is set up to steal an election, but it's also not just steal an election. It's to steal government from the people and start depriving people of their rights. And let me tell you what I've learned. I don't think there's a county clerk and recorder in Arizona, except in the most obscure counties, that isn't under the spell of George Soros. The same for their health directors, our governor, China controlled, our secretary of state, who could be under indictment, but she'll squiggle out. And by the way, for election fraud, too, she's busted. It's been in the paper, but she won't do a day and she's running for governor. She's under the control of George Soros, our sheriff of Maricopa County, two million dollars from George Soros to defeat George or Pyle. I could go on and on. I can literally talk about dozens of people 
And when you say that most of the people at the local levels are Democrats, I'm going to probably qualify it a little differently, but you're not incorrect. But I look at it this way. They're either pro-CCP, under the spell of George Soros money and indoctrination, or both. That's what's happening. And it's not just Arizona. I learned as I talked to people in Wisconsin, in, in, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, it's the same everywhere, Doug. It's the same exact pyramidal scheme of control from basically communists that are usurping our, our government. And I'll just say one more thing here, and then I'll take a breath. Being uh, Having a degree in sociology as an undergrad, I remember Amitai Etzioni, the founder, founder of modern sociology, and he said, the family can exist without the state, but the state can never exist without the family. Mm-hmm. And, and then he went on to say, the way to undermine a society, to have a bloodless revolution, is to turn your family values upside down. And that would include religion and school and everything else. And I submit to you, this is exactly what these localized communists are doing to our families, to our schools. The school boards are inhabited by perverts that thinks it's okay to have five-year-olds learn how to give oral sex or masturbate, uh, take puberty blockers. Um, and so when you said the Democrats are invariably at these local levels, it's more than the Democrats, Doug. It's it's globalist influences overthrowing the United States social, cultural, and political structure, as well as the economics. Absolutely, absolutely. And there are plenty of Republicans on that list. There are plenty of them. Well, yeah. Well, let me tell you, I did a show, a couple of shows, with a lady named Marilyn Rupar years ago. I think it scared the hell out of her. And I love Marilyn. Love her to death. Great researcher. And she found programs to recruit Democrats to train them to be Republicans, win in the primary, win in the general, and then become your true liberal self. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give you an example. The governor of Utah. The Utah legislature passes a law that says biological men can't compete in women's sports at the high school and college level. And the governor vetoed the bill. He's a Republican. Now, fortunately, the good people, Utah, family-oriented state, low crime, good people, um, they elected good representatives that overrode the, the vote. But how do you get him in? How do you get Mitt Romney in doing what he's doing in a state like Utah? Mitt Romney is Burisma. He's responsible for COVID. He's, he was right there with Devin Archer and Hunter Biden. He's part of that plot. Um, how do the good people of Utah end up with something like him? And that's because the political structure from their Republican officers to their precinct committee chair people are bought off by George Soros. That's the same problem that we uh, that we would run into quite consistently in Portland and other cities. And, you know, I mean, whenever we would try to affect an arrest on somebody for a felonious crime or for, you know, a harsh misdemeanor or some sort of a light assault or, you know, uh, throwing rocks or, you know, destruction of property, they would be. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Be immediately released upon the street. So what do you do when you start to do that? You create Gotham. You create the real world Gotham because all the inmates are outside of the prison. And it's because of democratic policies and corruption brought to you by George Soros and Klaus Schwab and then campaigned for by Kamala Harris and championed by Barack Obama and his puppet, Let's Go Brandon. And what we see now is the de-evolution of, how would you say this, American way of life. The way America used to uh, 
used to celebrate its freedom is not the same as today. If anything, it, it's uh, it's viewed as just you know bad no matter what. But look at what happened today, okay? Years ago, and I mean years ago, and I hate to say this, but when you had the mafia, when you had the mob, when you had some of these other uh, gangs in New York that refused to let go of their turfs, certain crazy people and certain criminals would stay out and wherever it was that the mobs were was, I don't want to say relatively peaceful, but it was more peaceful than the other areas because they held down strong security of that area. Now, where am I getting at with this? Yes, the mob is bad. Uh, No, the mob is not good. But it was civilian-made, and it was civilians with guns because of the threat of violence from the civilians the violence itself from crime was actually fairly low compared to the other areas where the beat patrol officers were just walking and patrolling because everyone would know you don't mess around over there in those blocks because that's where the mob is at and so it was relatively quiet clean peaceful taken care of not that that's what we should idolize but that's what will happen when law is not enforced that's what will happen when people are not allowed to legally carry their firearms they're going to illegally carry their firearms because their way of life their family themselves are more important than uh, adhering to a law you know what I mean This this is the breakdown of society You make stupid, foolish rules, people are going to break them. And uh, I think it's going to get worse. I think eventually the crime is going to get so bad in New York, people are going to start to illegally carry, and they're going to start to be busted for it, and then they're going to come out and say, oh, look at all these these cops that are, you know, I guess you could say confiscating all these illegal weapons. They're not illegal. The most of these weapons, if you look at the statistics of active shooters, I would say 80% of the weapons are legally owned, legally bought by a person who, before committing the act, didn't even have a uh, criminal history. So that's not a loophole. That's just life. And then they want to say, well, people are buying them from the from the the gun stores without IDs. No, they're not. Absolutely not. Because you're going to get five to ten years in federal prison if you do that. So your average person who owns a a gun shop, who wants to make a living, continue to make a living, and the fact that ATF will dress up to try and and spook you every now and then into doing that, these people at the gun shops aren't going to do it. Or they'll say, well, what about the at the uh, the gun shows? You can just walk into a gun show and buy whatever you want. No, you're not, because ATF is there, too. And so are other undercover cops. They're at every single one of them monitoring transactions, making sure things are doing or going the way they're supposed to. People will get guns, just like people will always get dope. They'll go to the crack houses. They'll go to the ghettos. They'll go out to the darkened places. They'll make a money exchange. Or they'll look for people's homes who have a thin blue line flag. They'll look for people's homes who have a MAGA flag or a a military flag because statistics-based that they will have some sort of a firearm. Then they'll break into that house or into that car that has the same stickers and they'll take the weapon from there. So most of your weapons come from being, most of them, legally bought. The other part come from being stolen from cars or from homes. And then the smaller part, which I don't know, may be just as big as the others, is buying it from off the street from the black market. So you can't stop it. You cannot regulate justice into an unjust world you're going to have to arm people and let them defend themselves that is your only true option if you want fair 
and equality and equity in this co- in this country coming from this government, arm your civilian populace. People will think twice. This guy wanted to live. He didn't suicide by cop. He didn't shoot himself while he was there. He didn't Allah Akbar and blow himself up. He didn't have a suicide capsule of cyanide in his mouth. He shot people and he walked off laughing as he did it. Just remember that. Even sometimes the criminals want to live. So your New York gun laws. We should be making ourselves into hard targets. New, New York gun laws, in your mind, are responsible because no one was able to defend themselves and he didn't have to fear for his own life when he was carrying out the act. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, we're to the point where there should be no restrictions on where guns go. If you if we're going to enforce laws, then enforce them. When you have idiots like Joe Biden who doesn't even understand what the Constitution, the Bill of Rights means, or what your Second Amendment actually stands for, that is your enemy of the state. Because when you have a person who is elected to the highest political seat on the world, the United States president, the most dangerous man on earth, the United States president. And then that man tells you, you don't deserve to have a firearm to protect yourself while he has a literal army guarding his family. Yeah, I know. The hubris. They don't care about us, Dave. It's funny. I I end almost every uh, broadcast with that statement. They don't care. But see, it's the entire world leaders, and that's because most of the world leaders are now being trained by Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, and they're trained that you're nothing. In America, we have become subjects. We are no longer citizens with rights. We are subjects to do what we're told. Shut up, peasant. Get in line. And, and, and what did Biden say just the other day when he was talking about ghost guns? Your rights are not absolute. Well, wait a minute. Who decides what our rights are? Oh, I do. I'm Biden. That's called dictatorship. You know what's funny about this and, and the whole ghost gun thing? Now you got me going. When he talks about ghost guns, all right, he's talking about the ability to 3D print an upper and lower receiver for a pistol that most likely would not be a repeating revolver, most likely would not be a magazine-fed semi-automatic weapon, a 3D printed ghost gun that he's talking about, or zip guns, or single shot guns, uh, not shotguns, but a single shot, single barrel shot uh, pistol that upon the detonation of the round, most likely the entire weapon or the entire weapon platform is going to explode in your hands, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's not meant for what you're doing with it. So the actual uh, ghost gun that he's talking about are what's called polymer 80s or 80% polymer lower receivers for pistols and then for rifles now with the AR-15s and some of the other rifles based off of ATF federal law been around since the freaking 60s like 67 or 68 you have to have a serial number on there but on the lower receivers for the uh, Glocks and the SIGs Uh, You don't have to have the serial number on the lower receiver. It's on the upper receiver. That's where the barrel is. That's where all the other housings are. So that's already a law. Okay? It's already a law. And then the other part of this, which, you know, it's... To me, it's bizarre, but uh, he talks about ghost guns... And then he talks about high-capacity magazines. If you want to see true damage, take a shotgun to a crowd. You will wish you got hit by a 9mm if I hit you with buckshot or a slug. You're going to die if it's a slug. It's just plain and simple. But you know what this man wants is... And, I, and you, know, you answered this question for me, Dave. I'm tired of, of speculating about it. But what this man wants is to disarm the populace, but for what reason? Well, that's obvious. They're going to go for starvation to control. 
They don't want the food riots where people can rise up against the government with guns. And then they're going to go for wealth confiscation. And then they're going to come for us. And they want you defenseless. Uh, The University of Hawaii, and, and I know people have heard me say this many times, but the University of Hawaii is engaged in a decades-long study called the Democide Project. And it compares, among other things, the death rate between governments that murder their own people in genocide and World War <clears throat> deaths, like World War One, World War Two. <clears throat> in the work of the, uh, the Democide Project, there were 16 genocides in the 20th century. Every single one of them was preceded by gun confiscation. That's my answer to your question. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nefarious things afoot here, right? There is criminal activity afoot. Reasonable, reasonable suspicion that criminal activity is afoot. That's what we would say in law enforcement. Uh, but once again, you know, all these people, they have their own personal armed guards. And you don't. So what do you think is the what do you think is the best way to come about this day? I mean, let's say the Doug and Dave Intel report goes to the city of Phoenix and we go to the city council. Yeah, you know, we present our fa- our findings or or let's say our theory, but you're only allowed 5 minutes to speak. You know, you can't tell everything that you need in a 5 minute speaking session. What needs to happen, Dave, is people need to get off of YouTube. They need to get off of social media. They need to go out to their town squares, pull up the soapbox, and they need to start talking to people. They need to draw a crowd. They need to start complaining. And that needs to happen consecutively until people really start to listen. And we build that movement from the inside out. Can you believe we have to, we even have to say this right now? Can you believe we even have to sit here at 2.11 a.m. in the morning and say, you should be uh, fighting for your rights to arm yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a gas chamber or at the wrong end of a guillotine. And people want to laugh at that, but the reality is uh, there's a reason why they want the guns taken away. Ask them. Um, do you think that taking away your gun, my gun, is going to make a difference in the Chicago death curve? <laughs> no. No. Not at all. No, they're afraid that they don't want us to fight back. You know, Sultan Eatson said it really well. He said, and I'll paraphrase, he said, we basically didn't have guns, so our options were limited. But when the KGB came to our door to abduct us, if we'd have grabbed the poker from the fireplace and killed a few of them, we might have been able to slow it down or stop it. And this is why Americans need to be armed. Mm Mm-hmm. They have us so pussified. My wife was telling me today, you know, we live out in the rural of nowhere. So some guy's on his little scooter, and he's probably about 90, and he's going to the mailbox, and he's got his dog on the leash next to him, and he's wearing a freaking mask. The sheep sheep mentality, Doug. Makes sense. if, uh, If anyone out there ever follows my blogs... I'm trying to do them once a week, but uh, it's more or less just rumblings uh, or ramblings, I guess you could say, while it's like three in the morning. Um, I refuse to be part of the herd. I refuse to be somewhere within the middle of the sheeple. Uh, I don't care where the shepherds are right now because I don't trust half of them. I am completely fine with being on the edge of the woods, looking in and protecting the outer the outer perimeter while while the sheep stand out there in the middle and they all try to delegate to themselves how everyone should live. You need to pull back away from this part of society. Take yourself a big 30,000 foot view look and it it doesn't take a genius to see that we are in a sinking ship. You know, we're in a sinking ship and uh, they don't have enough paddles for us. They don't have enough oars for us. They don't have enough boats for us all. So it's up to you to self-rescue. It's up to you to be your own first responder. It's up to you to learn how to survive. It's up to you to learn how to uh, grow your own vegetables and, and, and you know keep your own produce uh, fresh and, and how to take care of livestock. It's up to you to do it, 
No one can hold your hand and do it. And the government will not be there to protect you unless you're lucky. Unless you're just lucky and you're around them when it's happening. And being someone who's who's prior law enforcement, I'm completely comfortable with saying that. Because when we had to teach active shooter classes, and maybe that's something we should do one day on the show is just to, you know give another uh, active shooter awareness class more or less but when I would teach active shooter awareness classes to people I would tell them I'm going to be late to the party while you're getting shot at most likely most likely you need to defend yourself you need to pick up any type of weapon that you can use to defend yourself you need to keep situational awareness 360 degrees worth at all times if you're in public transport, get your head out of your phone. Between the rapes, the robberies, the gang beatings, and now the uh, you know random sporadic mass shootings, there's enough danger around you for you not to send out that funny tweet or that or that you know play that video game. Get your head out of your phone and keep your hands available to where just in case you need to use them, you have them. You know that that means. If you're on the public bus or the train, don't have your hands in your pockets. Keep your hands folded across your stomach. So that way, if anyone springs upon you, you can bring your hands up. It's basic common self-defense. Most people don't even understand it, Dave. Oh, well, I, <laughs> the founding fathers understood it. I'll go back to Lexington and Concord. The British go to seize the guns. And the British got sent packing to Boston, untrained yep. military, but, you know, a well-regulated militia, chased the best army in the world back to Boston. They had to run for their lives. And they couldn't subjugate the people with the guns. This is why we pull upon these lessons. This is why in our public schools, they're vilifying the Founding Fathers as racist. They don't want our kids to look at these people and what it takes to defend liberty and freedom. They want to vilify them so we'll become little sheep. Trust the government. They'll take care of you. Yeah, all the way to the gulag. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm doing this series, as you know, and we've discussed this. In fact, we actually talked about it in pre-air, and I wanted to bring it up again just real briefly. Doing a series up on our TV show at TV. And it's about uh, the need to get some of your wealth out of the country into well-established foreign banks and to get some real estate. So when Biden comes after your wealth because you're on the wrong end of social credit score, just like Trudeau did, that you have something you can rely on. And if they come for you politically, you can escape to that area because you've already established residency. And I'm going to probably go in a minimum of three countries. And you don't need a lot of money to do this. And I'm doing the series about what it takes to do this on the TV show, but here's the bottom line. Being the descendant of Germans who escaped the Holocaust, and they weren't Jewish, but they were on the wrong side of politics, so they would probably have gone to the concentration camps. We had relatives that died in them. And I learned from the time I was in elementary school that there's the time when they come after your wealth, and they restrict your rights, and they take more of your wealth and they progressively move and take your home, take your profession, and they institute the Nazi version of social credit score. And then when they're done with that, then they come for you. And we're at the point right now where we're entering the final phase of wealth confiscation. So whether it's Janet Yellen's unrealized income, taxing your appreciation by BlackRock driving up the appreciation with overbidding on houses, um, we're right there in the final stage. What lies after this stage? is the persecution, the death. This is why they want the guns. I hope I made that clear without going into too much detail. Yeah, it's all just different pieces of the puzzle. You know, eventually, the eventuality of all this is the mark of the beast. Yeah. Eventuality of all this is the beast system, the Antichrist, the false prophet's reign. And when we say that, it's not hyperbole. You know, Along with all that comes a technocratic rule of the world. They'll know every transaction. They will delegate to you how many credits you get a month so that you can only fill your tank of gas so much. Yeah. Uh, but, by the way, we're rationing gas uh, for this month for your sector of your city that you're only allowed to move freely in because you don't have the immunization pass to go to the next sector 
You know, that is how they're going to delegate your life. You are going to have to follow every single protocol and law that they can come up with to subjugate you. Other than that, if you don't feel like doing that, you're going to live outside the city, outside the suburb, outside the town. You're going to live in the shanty towns, up in the mountains and the plains, uh, you know, in the Rockies and the Appalachians, wherever. And you're going to be on your own and left on your own. Because I'm willing to bet you, Dave, that when that time comes, it will be probably after America has fallen if we've already lost contact with half of the nation. Because other than that, it doesn't make sense to me that that many people would allow this to happen. But at the same time, Dave, there is a great falling away. There is a great deception. Could that many people really be so deceived? Yeah, I hear you. Yes. Um, and, And so many people have been dumbed down. And I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but walk into a DMV and say, are these the people I got to fight on the last hill with? I'm being very serious. Look around America right now. There are some still fine, upstanding people who are tough-minded, resilient, and have courage. And they'll either fight behind their computer because they're disabled and old, or they'll, they'll be willing to grab the gun and do what's necessary. But there's not very many of them. And that's our problem. And most America, my wife told me she saw a poll two days ago that when the Saki's using the phrase Biden, no, excuse me, Putin caused um, inflation, that most of the Americans in the polls believe that Putin is responsible for the gas prices. He's responsible for the inflation. And they don't see Biden as being the culprit. And, and we're ignorant. The Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And I th- submit that this is exactly where we're at. Yes, sir. I agree. I agree with you. And that's why shows like this are so important. You know, if you read some of the comments, um, a lot of times we get very good feedback. You know, I get the email feedback and anyone listening, you know, we obviously share the same audience. Uh, Obviously, I borrow from your audience, but I will comment back and forth with people and everyone who messages me, they get it. They see it. They understand it. But everyone asks, what can we do about it? What is it that we can do? Well, this is my personal opinion, okay? Okay. My personal opinion. Donald Trump is not going to save America. I agree. Donald Trump is not going to save your soul from hellfire. Donald Trump is not going to save you from the gangs who come to burn, loot, and pillage. Period. It is up to you to save yourself. It is up to you to search for your salvation with Christ. It's up for you to learn how to properly prep, to pay attention to what we're saying. I'm not, And that doesn't mean pay homage to what we're saying. We're saying pay attention to the years of experience. This is how we give back. This is how we still carry the sword for the kingdom. Being right? yeah. Because at the end of the day... We are peacemakers within the kingdom of heaven, and you are the citizens lying in it. That's right. And on that note, we're almost out of time, and I'm just going to answer your question. Even though you asked it rhetorically, I'm still going to give an answer. The answer, there's three answers to your question. The first answer is Jesus. The second answer is Jesus. The third answer is Jesus. And Jesus will give you the courage and the wisdom to know what to do. Doug, you got 10 seconds to tell us how to follow you. Hey, uh, com, GS Radio, YouTube, and Rumble. Check it out. That was really good. We'll put those links, too, on the website when we post this interview, folks. Thanks so much, Doug. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. 
But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.